Welcome to Speak the Truth, a podcast devoted to giving biblical truth for educating, equipping, and encouraging the individual in counseling and discipleship. Hello, hello, hello. We are back in studio. Today is a special day because we don't just have Shauna and I in the studio. Shauna, how are you? What's up? What's up? Today we have our sons with us, Dustin and Jackson, and we wanted to do an episode basically uh, that allows our kids to just talk about what is it like from a perspective being in a blended family. Um, and so we wanted to invite them in. It's the holidays. We wanted to have fun to wrap up the year. So I must say, though, putting ourselves out there a little bit. Here they are recording. Y'all got the mic, guys, and y'all get to. Uh Uh-oh. So I know. Yep. Y'all better be prepared. I know. We're a little nervous about this. They can say whatever they want. They get, we've given them permission. That's all right. That's good. That's good. So with that, we have Dustin. How are you? I'm doing good. Just, yeah, doing good. Just chilling, just hanging life, working. Hanging life, yeah. huh? What does hanging what, life look like? Is that like hanging drywall? Hanging out. It just, yeah. Whatever, <laughs> whatever needs to be hang, you know? Uh, hung. So um, we're trying to record this in a time where he now. can yeah. he can head uh, to work afterwards, working at Cabela's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Jackson, mm-hmm. how are you doing? I'm doing good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you excited about no school for two weeks? Mm-hmm, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So uh, I wanted to ask you two just really quickly. Um grade age something you love about life and what you aspire to do in life or with life so Dustin why don't you shoot off on that question so I'm 18 I'm in college right now and just kind of balancing through that just kind of figuring out what I want to do I don't know if I want to pick up a trade or just kind of just work hard as my plan and glorify God yeah. awesome. um well I'm in seventh grade I'm 13 years old and um you know I just love spending time with my family and just being with friends and just having playing video games yeah that yeah. and just having <laughs> just having fun and Jackson's uh, our actor. Yes. What I want to do probably won't happen, but I'm hoping it will be an actor. Hopefully somewhere. Like an SNL or something. Yeah, that would prob- be fun. Yeah, that would be fun, but I'm probably not going to be that far. Like he, he dances really well like Michael Jackson. Mm. Yeah, he just showed us a video where That's he really got cool. to uh, show off his dancing skills. Mm. Yeah, they're, they're, they're okay. Yeah, so <laughs> we mentioned, though, being able to, you know, let you guys be real. But something I just want to point out to the audience, what's interesting about you two is Dustin is very much really cool with just being by himself and just a couple of people. Jackson's all about hanging out with friends and actually gets energy where sometimes more people, Dustin gets drained being (laughs) around people. So it's fun. People are taxing. (laughs) They really are though. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's just interesting growing up with it and having kids on two different ends of that spectrum. And so, uh, cool, cool, cool. So with that, uh, the question I really wanted to ask you two and getting a perspective is from y'all's perspective, what's it like growing up in a blended family? Dustin? Your perspective? Um, it was kind of an interesting experience. I mean, it wasn't like hard or anything for me. Um, it was just kind of my way of life for a long time. I kind of developed two different schedules. Um, so when I was at one house, I had a totally different schedule than I had at the other. It was kind of weird. It was like I was living two different lives, but at the same, t- I was the same person inside. Um, so I acted a certain way at one house and acted a certain way at the other, but I felt the same in both households. It was kind of interesting. Um, it never was a challenge for me. I think the only challenge was just growing up with two different sets of rules. So one household would have more lenient rules and then the other household had more strict rules. And so that was a little difficult, but I mean, I just kind of learned and adjusted. So you feel like you adapted pretty well. Yeah. I think that definitely helped me like adapt to different things. Mm -hmm. Like I'm able, I feel like I'm able to adapt quicker to different circumstances based off just that alone, like learning how to do that when growing up. 
And yeah. which, which house were we? The strict one or the lenient one? <laughs> the, the, lenient. <laughs> the lenient. I'm sure most people assume that we were the stricter one. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. So with that though, just out of curiosity, so you know, as you began to adapt to that, did you find as you got older that seemed to change at all, or did it did it tend to be kind of the same, or how, did you did you sense any type of progression as you got older in terms of you coming into yourself and like what your own morals and standards were, not necessarily what our house versus your dad's house, um, and just for the audience. Um, he was um, on our side and then he would go with his dad for a weekend when it was a week on week off. And so that's kind of what he's alluding to there. But as you got a little bit older, did you feel that that began to change because you began to develop your own standards, so to speak? Yeah. I mean, definitely there was a point where it was like, I've had enough. I'm going to do what I want to do because that's who I am. And I'm not going to pretend to be this other person. And so just growing up and getting older, coming into myself a little more, being more confident in myself and what I wear and what I you know, who I am, um, that attitude definitely affected like how I acted in the other household. Like it was totally different and it conflicted with everything else I've been going with. Okay. That's good. And just, just really quick, lastly, this is kind of more of a 30,000 uh, foot question in terms of worldview. Did you see a, a, a difference in worldviews early on, or did you really begin to see a, a difference in worldviews as you got older? Kind of, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So okay. I know what you're talking about. Um, right. yeah. So my worldview in the beginning was less, um, centered on God. It was more self-centered on myself. And then as I grew into my faith and as I grew up in the different households and stuff, my faith grew stronger, um, and which increased my worldview and just kind of let me be able to see a different perspective, which also changed how I acted. So with my dad, I usually would just kind of be loosey goosey about my faith. And then as time got on, as I got older, um, I more grew into my faith and my dad started noticing that I was a lot more in depth about my faith. Like I was more flamboyant about it. Gotcha. mm -hmm. Okay. That's good. Jackson, let's hear from you. Um, well, it was kind of difficult. Um, it's because that my dad, um, he, he's in the Christian faith and then, and that's like the only house that I can actually grow into. Is your dad present here? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Well, I, you know, I thought about that though. Like the podcast listeners probably don't like really know our full story. And so, um, you know, just to have a little like sub thing here, Dustin, uh, is, is mine and me and his dad separated when he was around one years old. And we agreed outside of the courts to do a week on week off situation. And so we have a house in the same neighborhood and Dustin has been in the same school, um, really in the, in the Keller school district for his whole life. And so, uh, we kind of had that agreement. And then obviously Jackson is Michael's and, um, uh, him and his mom separated when Jackson was a bait or actually before Jackson was born. And, uh, so Jackson, we get every first, third, fifth weekend, you know, alternate holidays. So we don't get to see him mm-hmm. as often, yep. but that does make a difference on yeah. kind of the impact we have in their home. So yeah. go ahead, Jackson. Yeah, no, but like, yeah, and that's what you were saying is that how it's kind of like a, every like first, third, fifth week or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it, it was just kind of, it's kind of difficult to me for me still. It's just because that my mom, not really into the Christian faith. I don't know why, but it's just kind of hard for me because it's like whenever I'm here with y'all, it's like I can actually be in the faith and I could, you know, like kind of express it. Yeah. Yeah. Like express it. But like whenever I'm like with my mom and I mean, yeah, no, I I mean, I've been going to um, uh, students on Wednesdays, which is a really big, okay, I would say accomplishment. Yeah, that is a huge deal. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it was, I was so happy whenever I realized that I 
could do that. But it's still kind of like a, like I'm still kind of nervous to ask her. I was like, hey, mom, would it be okay if I go with some of my friends to actual church? And it's like sometimes she would say, like, like she would be like, oh, hey, Jackson, do you want to go to church? And I'm just like, uh. Is this a setup? Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, no, yeah, no, yeah. Because that was what I was thinking is just because she didn't, like, she didn't seem like, she was like, okay, you want to go to church? Like, she seemed like all happy, but it's like, I, I have a different feeling of how this is going to be. And it's, it's kind of hard because it just, I kind of wanted to express that faith more into my mom's house. But it's, it was just sometimes sort of difficult because, you know, it's, I don't know the real reason why you guys separated. And I didn't want it to make it seem like it would be about faith or Christianity. So I'm, I'm kind of has like kind of hesitant yeah. on like what to talk about. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. About. Like what to talk about and just what to do or anything really in that sort of yeah area so you know our main audience um is you know obviously the local church and pastors and stuff out there and so as we're kind of obviously your parents from the faith side i heard both of you both say that you know you almost have to be two different people or you feel like that because it's two different homes Mm -hmm. so it's very hard for both of you obviously just to figure out okay regardless of whose parent whose house am i at who just am I, right? And how am I coming to that? Michael and I have always felt it to be important for you guys to have someone outside of both of the homes, even our home, right? For you just to live life with, to be able to talk to and, and things like that. So if you were to encourage the local church and the impact that it's had in your life, whether it's at home, small groups, or um, you know, youth group and youth camp, and um, obviously having people who have impacted your life, how would you encourage the church to help the kids within blended families? I would mainly focus on the youth groups. Um, Going into different churches and kind of just figuring out what youth groups I wanted to be in, I never really found one. The one youth group that I go to now is more of a small group now. Um, It's in someone's home, and it's a bunch of same-aged kids, um, 18 to like 22, I think is the oldest we have in this group. And this group has been impactful in my life, and we're real with each other. We don't hide what we struggle with. We don't, don't, Put on that church mask. We don't, we get real, we get deep. We talk about God. We love God. We all communally give glory to God. Um, and we have our certain battles in certain moments, but with church youth groups, most of the time it's, we focus more on what paper are we going to give out so that they can go home and read the, read scripture. 90% of the time they don't do that. And so I think focusing on the fellowship with the teens early on is very impactful like having a safe place to really talk about things. I remember yeah. you mm-hmm. were really challenged when you were younger, like, oh, they're just focused on like the donuts and the pizza and like having a game and it's all like fun. And I really just want to come and, and really learn something new from the Bible, but also have some type of group to be able to communicate that. And you actually found that really outside of the church, more of a home small group, right? For your age. Yeah, no, definitely. The, yeah. The small group I mentioned before, that has been my main um, connection with that. I mean, before I just developed this almost, um, I wouldn't say hatred, but hatred. I mean, I, I it was almost annoying to a certain extent that I would go to this church and it's like I've heard the same thing 50 times and it's like I'm not learning anything, I'm not growing. Um, these kids are not being themselves or not really putting out that impactful, like, I'm broken. You know, they would just play it up. I'm perfect. I'm this awesome Christian teenager that... 
um, cusses twice a day or something, you know, that's my struggle. No, and then you'd I, see something different at school, wouldn't you? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it was just hard for me to be like, okay, how are you going to do that when you're presenting yourself in this way? Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I've definitely noticed too is, is just, you know, what I would encourage churches out there, if you're not already currently doing it is the age that you two are, uh, you know, it, starting like at the 13, the seventh grade group, and then going up to high school mm-hmm. is we've lost focus of like Bible stories and stuff. It's like, they're doing like a piffy little message. What's the three E's or three P points that I can pull out of a text. And that's how we're teaching the kids how to study the scripture. When really we've lost just going through say a first and second Samuel, you know, and the Kings and, or, you know, t- I don't know. There's just so much, there's so many stories in the Bible that it was amazing to me how I would talk to kids in the church and they're like, I've never heard of that. Or I didn't even know about that, you know, and this is yeah. a great age to just open up the scripture and read the scripture versus trying to make it all about the experience, you know, but Jackson, what about you? Cause you were really talking or you kind of had your moment of um maybe what kind of like the children's church Mm -hmm. you know you had separation from michael and i where you get to kind of be yourself and uh, obviously summer camp was a huge impact on you this year and so so tell us about that how was it to have like a person like kyle or like a small group to really just be you well no so in summer camp we we all went to our florida Mm -hmm. and and it was an amazing time we all had we all had a little small group area. We were all in one hotel room. And I'm just so happy with the group that I had, Tommy, Valor, and then <laughs> and then our um, uh, then our leader, Kyle, um uh, man, he's an awesome dude. Um I'm just so glad with the impact that he had on my life. Um he would always he he would always have so much fun with us. And then like whenever we had to get into like that deep situation, like just deep calm, like talk what you want about here. And yeah, no, and it was, and it was just really cool to hear about like he's he 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 just uh, he just kind of felt like an like a other parent if that makes sense mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. like like a person that I would kind of go to or or like anybody in our group that we would just go up to him and just talk, mm-hmm. and he just would be there with us. And it was also really impactful. He had a really impaction of me surrendering myself to God. Mm-hmm. He just had a he he had a really good message yeah <laughs> kind of tearing up but Aww, that's all right, man. i love that yeah but anyways he's had a really good impact it's awesome i love that jackson and we're so happy for him and you know what's interesting out there who are listening is you know kyle's a young adult you know he's yeah. uh in his early 20s and how amazing it is for obviously the family that he grew up obviously had a huge impact on his life, but then he didn't stop and he poured that on to others. One of the things I think I would encourage those out there of his age is really what impacted you is he didn't just go deep in group, but he had a relationship with you. You know, he was your friend and y'all would hang out and goof out a little bit, you know, goof off a little bit and stuff and, and have a good time. But then when it was time to have a serious discussion, he's like, all right, guys, let's get real and let's really talk about Jesus and how that's impacting you. And so obviously just that, not reducing a relationship yeah, to a Bible study. Or, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think as for the parental piece out there, what I would, what I would encourage, and obviously we can do things a million different ways as parents and just not know how it's going to turn out. But one of the things that we really tried to just not push it on Jackson, we were obviously praying for him all the time and had tons of people praying for him. And we obviously just, you know, we're praying hard for him to surrender this year at camp, but just, but didn't tell Jackson that. And he had no clue that that's what our prayer was, was for. And so the fact that 
God gave us that moment this year. And, and that's when, when, um, he, you know, you said yes, was just a, a really sweet time for our family. And so we're so thankful for that. Yeah. So Michael, you have other questions? Yeah. Just, uh, just really quick in closing, uh, just to wrap up here over the next couple of minutes is with you guys growing up in a blended family, what would you encourage, uh, other kids growing up in a blended family like yourselves? Like how would you encourage them from um, a adolescent perspective and like looking, how do they view their parents and respecting them and just that whole dynamic knowing you have step parents and then you have your blood parents and just how would you speak into to that to encourage them if that's, you know, their context? Yeah. And you can talk about pros and cons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let them to have Christmases. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To Christmases. No, I mean, I would just encourage the kids to just know the place, like know their place. Most of the time, including myself, I've wanted to be the parent. I've wanted to control either what they want me to do. You don't say. <laughs> you ever play no. off the parents? Yeah. Play the parents off no, each other? I've, I've never done that. And you've Come always on. Kept, you've always tried to get me to tell you that I've done that, which I've never done. Um, to me, if I was a blended family kid, I don't know why. I just think I would do that. But uh-huh, go yeah. ahead. Uh, yeah. And so um, I think it's just mainly just focus on who you are as an individual. Um, and just remember that your parents love you no matter what they say. Um, and obviously if your step parents are in your life, they love you too. So don't forget that. Um, I think a lot of times kids forget that step parents are just as important as regular parents. Um, I know personally my step parents have been awesome and I love both of them very greatly. Um, You're not just saying that cause I'm here in the room. Right? <laughs> no, no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, he's got a great stepmom too. And so yeah, both of, both of them have been very supportive and very loving and, um, I credit, you too, you know, Mike and Shauna, like my faith. I mean, I really do. Um, otherwise I don't think I would have it. And a lot of the struggles and stuff I've come to y'all. And so I'd encourage the kids to just know that yes, they're your parents, but open up. Now that that's a, that's mm-hmm. a good point. Cause I do think that's one of the struggles, um, is that kids look at their parents, like the parents don't understand. And oftentimes that's the first thing when they begin to believe that they stop going to their parents. Um, and it is, it's, it's a very disheartening reality when we, uh, have to go through that as a parent with our kids, knowing that we can see them struggle and they just don't want to talk about it. So that's huge for you to share. That's awesome. Appreciate it. Jackson. Um, yeah, no, like what Dustin said, it was just that, like, it's like, you just got to be true to yourself and you got to know who you are. And it's like, and like what he said is that your parents do love you, your step parents love you, and they want you to succeed in life. And and like so, so it's just like I'm just saying, just be yourself, just be, like just be who you are. And even though sometimes you might think your parents don't understand you, so let me ask you this, Jackson, because yeah. you have a little bit of a different scenario than Dustin in the way that uh, your parents, unfortunately, both parties didn't you know really get along. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. and so we've kind of had a little yeah. bit of that. And obviously a kid can't not be up, you know, in the middle of that to a little bit. And so what would you, what would you encourage either the parents or the kids that are out there listening on um, how to maybe find some balance in between like, um, cause I think you maybe had a harder time not, not playing your parents to each other. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Your, your mom's so saying one thing, your opposite. dad's saying one yes. thing. Yeah. They're so opposite. Yeah. No, it's like what I said. It's like one believes in the Christian faith and one doesn't really so it's just kind of like hard to 
it's like you want to do something, but it's like, eh, no, I should probably say no, like, because this is like a Christian thing or like, or anything really. And you're just like, eh, no, um, not, not, no, like, we're, how about we don't do that with that parent? And it's just like, go to this parent and just try to do that. It's like, just, you're, I'm just saying, like, your parents love you, your step parents love you. And if you don't really trust them, it's just like, go to your friends or just like somebody that's like really, yeah, you said you've you. had a couple of friends who's really given you some mm-hmm. good advice as far as like, ah, oh, my mom's doing this, my dad's doing this, like, what do I do? That's awesome. Yeah, actually, on another note, um, Jackson, I don't think you'd mind me sharing this, which I'm already speaking of it, so it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he's the parent. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, you know, because to Shauna's point, you have had to uh, experience uh, a, a difficult situation with two parents that are unfortunately pretty opposed to each other. Um, but you found yourself in that difficulty at school where you, you know, come to me, you know, Hey dad, I think I'm, you know, the whole counseling thing's rubbing off on me. It's like, I need to, I I need, I need like a little (laughs) name plaque just to say in session or here, you know, at lunchtime at the Uh cafeteria, because you got friends coming over talking about the struggles and then whether parents, whether, you know, they may not be in a blended family situation, but maybe they're just struggling because they can see that their parents are fighting and they're just, they feel like they're caught in the middle and they don't know what to do. Yeah, no, like, yeah. It's like, because some, some of my parents' friends, well, some of my friends' parents, they, they're not really in a good relationship and it's like they're and it's just like they need somebody to know that they're fine and they could just Mm. and and people and people all know me as like the you know they're they do the your dad picks you up every every first third friday yes (laughs) (laughs) yeah no but like so i just think some of your guys i'm a counseling mojo or whatever you guys call counseling it mojo. <laughs> um uh, just kind of came like in in my own way to helping my friends and just like helping them through their tough times that i've also had in my life mm-hmm. and it, it and it's just really cool just to help them out or just or anything really mm-hmm. <laughs> so i think good. i think one of the hardest things maybe for you um is now that you have obviously you know come to know the lord on a different in a different field kind of this year, right? In a different manner. How do you then bring that back to the other side? You know, no, can, you, can you have a Bible on your nightstand? Mm. <laughs> yeah. We don't want to answer that. <laughs> well, actually, we we can answer that in. Uh, oh, the next episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think that's a good. Thing. Yeah, the next episode we're going to talk about what it's like for Gen Z specifically to kind of grow up in a you know not so religious anymore culture, and more specifically, what does it look like to be Christians in a Gen Z culture growing up? So, thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.